episode 39, Jack Turner. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Words they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin yang, the alpha round, and their wake up question to finish. If you'd like to sponsor any or all of the Awaken Your Alpha podcasts, just get in touch. Uh, we are currently in over 70 countries and with over 10,000 downloads. 48 in the America States and uh, UK is our biggest market so far, closely followed by United States and then Australia. So get in touch today, whether you've got a, a product, a book, a launch, or something that's going on, or you're just a big bad boy company who wants to have a regular spot, we can do you a great deal. So get in touch, get in contact with your inner alpha. Get to the podcast! exciting one this is a unique one i feel um and i've been looking again when i get excited about having someone who's on usually when i've been hunting them for a while and uh, <laughs> we've had a couple of missed missed meetings yeah. and whatever and last time i was close to interviewing uh, jack it was going to be very cool because i had clocked that he was in hawaii at some film festival uh, that's so right obviously he, he missed the meeting he was too busy partying or something i was surfing <laughs> surfing <laughs> <laughs> but so he is a bona fide Hollywood movie star, but he is from uh, down south in the UK. So that's kind of how I got my connection through a friend. Um, yeah. So firstly, Jack, before we say too much more, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Yeah, let's do that. That's, that sounds really good. <laughs> cool. So um, he's, he's done a few films. I'm sure he'd be able to tell us more. But um, his most recent one that sort of he's been traveling around to film festivals and different things is the 10 year plan. Exactly. Um, looks really good. Looks really interesting. Um, I'll let him tell you the more details, but I mean, the, the gist I got of it was it's kind of like um, two friends make the pact that if they're not with someone else in 10 years, they're going to get together. That's and exactly it. One of the key things, which is not kind of mentioned in the film, which is kind of one of the key things. Yeah, it's a game movie. It's a gay movie, but it, they yeah. don't make a big deal out of it, basically. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things that attracted me to it, because there's, there's a lot of um, really great films about uh, gay movies that um, investigate kind of the, the social injustices that gay relationships are faced with versus uh, straight relationships. And they're great. I'm into them. Um, I think they can make a really great statement, but I thought that this was actually a more powerful statement, just making a movie about a normal relationship that wasn't under any conflict due to the fact it was a gay one. It was, it was under conflict because one of the guys was very neurotic. That was the guy I was playing. Yeah. And the other guy was basically a slut. And uh, <laughs> so, um, those, those two kind of coming together and both changing enough, not, not changing enough for the other person, but changing enough actually so that they could work in a relationship. And meet in the middle um, a little bit? A little bit of meeting in the middle. My character had to kind of awaken his alpha a bit <laughs> and stop, uh, you know, kind of um, being so uh, worried about what other people thought of him. And the, um, the, the kind of slut character, he, he needed to acknowledge that he had something very special that he was afraid of because it was special. Um, so it's a sweet movie and um, it's been doing really well on the 
on the film festival circuit, which has been great. So that was like Ted Wires in Hawaii. We have a big one in LA in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. I was going to say, so for something like that, when it goes around the film festivals, when does it go out for like release where, where basically how could someone like me watch it eventually? Um, well, this will get released on Valentine's Day. Um, yeah, the directors are real. They know softy. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and so the the thing is that you you cannot get accepted into a film festival if you have gone for public release. Ah. Okay. So you kind of have to do that first, drum up interest, and then that that helps kind of stimulate the public release. Yeah, I'm learning all the time. I did. This is the me inside too inside stuff. So yeah. I mean. Firstly, then, I, I want to know the origins before we deal, delve too much into what you're actually doing at the moment. Like, yeah. how did someone from the south of England end up <laughs> sitting in LA talking to me about a movie they're starring in and going around film festivals? Yes. So, what are your origins? I've just sort of said a brief bit, but so mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit of your backstory? Yeah, I, I grew up in Weymouth in Dorset. Um, went to school uh, locally down there. Um, school and college and then uh, I went to university at Oxford so left town for that yeah uh, and and this is kind of where the meandering story kind of starts and how I like ended up here um, but I met a wonderful woman at uh, Oxford who I basically wanted to be with for the rest of my life um, she was American and she was um, she was sent over on this really amazing scholarship called a Rhodes Scholarship okay. and she was actually in the Air Force and she uh, she had to go she had to go back to the U.S. to fulfill a commitment to the Air Force. Um, so I needed to figure out how I could get to the U.S. to be with her because she couldn't stay in England anymore. You know, uh, it was her obligation. Um, so I started working for Google. I worked for two years at Google in London, uh, and then I transferred to um, Palo Alto, California, ah, which is just south of San Francisco. Madness. <laughs> there was method to the madness. Yeah, it was. Uh, it took a long time. You know, mm. we did. Years long distance where she was in Boston and I was in London, and then I wanted to. We made the move, and actually, she got out of the Air Force, which was very lucky. Mm -hmm. And um, then I started going to acting school at night just out of sheer interest. Uh, yeah. I studied psychology at university and thought it would be interesting to, ah, to this do. Is interesting because, like, again, on the surface, someone like me who didn't know the details would just assume, like, you're over here, oh, I want to be an actor, and gone to California. But it, you no, just, no, exactly. This is interesting. It's kind of like <laughs> when, it. it's like when in Rome, when in LA, you might as well become an actor. There you go. A, little, a little bit. The, the weird thing was, I was actually up in San Francisco. Ah, and, uh, that's yeah, my so favorite city. That's right up there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. So I'd and I'd get on this bus every day to go back and forth to work, and there was this big, beautiful sign of this amazing-looking woman, had taken maybe in the thirties, forties. She had short, short hair. It was just an astonishing black and white shot. And it was an advert for the acting school that I ended up going to. And I'd go past that sign every day. And it literally was a sign that I should have taken some acting classes. And, and when I did, I, I fell in love with it. I'd never done it before. I never did it in school. And um, so then I, I made the, the move to LA. And uh, that's been a, a good move. It's been a challenging move. How um, long ago was it when you moved down to LA? Then? At this point, about two and a half years. Okay, not that long then, considering, I mean... Not long. No. It's been, been pretty successful. Um, yeah, I've faced a lot more rejection than I have success, though. Yeah. That's just the nat nature of the business, um, which is kind of an amazing, I don't know, the baptism of fire, really. And, I mean, you can obviously shed a little bit more light on this. In my head, and I'm sure mm. a lot of people like this, 
I just picture that there are literally coach loads of Brits in LA trying to be actors, trying to be the token Britain stuff. Is it? There like, are. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, even just not just trying to be a token Brit. Yes, yes, very competitive. And not only Brits, also Australians. Um, there's really good acting coming out of Australia. Um, there's really good acting coming out of England. There's great acting coming from uh, Northern Europe. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so uh, there's a lot of people here doing it and doing it well. So it's, uh, it's a tough one. Because I, I, again, again, I don't know if this is accurate, but I always just picture it, oh, you know, like 30 years ago, if you mm. managed to be a Brit getting over there and you could act a little bit and you had some decent looks, you had a good, a good chance. Maybe you had a bit of a, a niche, a bit of a, an edge. Whereas now it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's really packed. And also the Brits are all doing perfect American accents generally too. So they're not just going for English roles. You know, I, I have only done one English role in LA. I actually, um, one of my favorite things is watching TV or movie and movies even. And I'm a, I don't, like study this sort of thing. I just, I just tune into this and I'm, but my wife's like, what, how do you know this stuff? I'm literally there and I'm just like, he's English, he's English. There's another yeah. one. I'm like, yeah. all the main guys in this film are English. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm do the same like, thing. And then I look them up and I like look up their accent coach and I try and avoid that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, I mean, we talked about you was into basketball when you was younger. What did you yeah. want to be when you was like going through school, college? I mean, and because, some may have thought, right, going to work in, for Google, you've made it. That's it. Like, hang up. Like, that's the, like, tell me about that journey. How did you, because you can't just fall into something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was hard. It's very difficult to get into Google. And, um, you know, I did, did well enough academically and stuff that they were open to the, uh, to me even applying. Yeah. Um, and then interviewed and it was an amazing company to work for. When I was younger, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do. I, I, did know that I wanted to study psychology at university. Um, I was actually also big into music, and that is something that I didn't have any time to do at university. I was too busy. I didn't have any time to do are in you, London. Are you any good at music? I'm in a pretty good band. Because ah, um, this is the, the the mutual friend who sort of, I didn't hunt out Jack. Um, basically, Andy Sloan listened to the podcast, and he was literally, this is his, no lie, he basically contacted me and said, dude, I have a friend who's basically the alpha male. He just basically said, he just basically said, like, he's a Hollywood actor. He's from down here. He's like annoyingly good looking. He's like, well, he's clever and all these sort of things. And he was, he, he was just like, he was like, God, so annoying. But yeah, you've got to interview him. And so he connected us. Well, here we are. That's nice of him to say that. I didn't realize that. Um, but the, the music, we, we're doing really well, um, which has been surprising because I, I came to LA, like I said, to act. Yeah. Um, and then I, I really fell into this, uh, this band because I, I moved from one place that was very, very small and very lonely and awful. And LA can be a very lonely place. And I started to go crazy. So I moved into a nicer apartment complex. Um, it's just really this wonderful, like 1920s Spanish complex and oh, nice. a couple of guys that live next door um in the complex are musicians and they told me they're musicians and i was a bit skeptical <laughs> because a lot of people would tell you that in la and they could be full of, full of nonsense but yeah. uh some of their stuff and they're really good um and so we've been working on music as a as a band for about two years now and uh we did we did really really well last year uh and we're probably going to do better next year so our website is wearecablecard.com if you want to check we it out cable car 
Awesome. Yeah. Our name's Cable Car. So oh, I didn't know any of this. This is all new. This is. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Get, I don't usually ask this. So, what what are you? Uh, what can't you do at this current state? Like, <laughs> what is what is something you're useless at? Let's get in there. I'm really really bad at wrapping presents. <laughs> it's if that's it's it, comical. I'll take that. That's all right. No, I mean that's like something that's like it's almost broken a few friendships. And then it's also, it's not been good because when I, when I, if I've used someone else to wrap the presents, it's so apparent that I haven't done it, <laughs> that people get even more angry. Um, and after a few drinks at Christmas, that can be a- I think I'm equally, equally bad as I am good, as in, I, I'm quite happy with my speed and that I can production line, but the, the quality is bad. But to me, in my head, it's wrapped in the wrapping paper, it's done. It's, That's it's nice. It's not there. Yes, yeah, I'm. I'm with you on that. I'm not very fast though, and the quality is not good. I'm very for, for a musician. I'm not very good. I'm quite clumsy, like with my hands. Uh, I don't know what it is. Like I'm not very good at things. Like I'll drop a lot of stuff. So what? Do you, what do you do in the band then? <laughs> do you play? A yeah, I know. So I play guitar. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guitar and keyboard. But I'm oh, my. Man. Yeah, yeah, I would probably say up there of my most unalpha things is music. Like I like, oh, yeah. I am, I am like retarded when it comes to singing anything music. I, I, I can't do it. Like my speaking voice, if I speak loudly, that sounds okay. As soon as I attempt to sing, it just it, it goes very very wrong. Yeah, know. I'm not a very good singer actually either. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I can. It's funny I can pick out a tune that I hear and play it on the guitar, but singing it isn't something I'm very good at. I only at. have a niche market. I can do Vanilla Ice Ice Baby and that is it. Well, I mean, if you're going to do something, you might as well do something good like that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe the Fresh Prince. Right. Um, we like to kind of try and start off the show a little bit with um, an alpha quote, a quote that you like, like to live your life by that sort of resonates with you. Have you got any that spring to mind? I'm, I'm going to I'm take this very seriously. I have a little thing. Well, really, I'm, I'm going to talk for a little bit, and it might take me into yeah, the quote. But like, what I've been focusing on a lot is uh, is relaxation. Um, I used to work really well so that I could relax, mm -hmm. and now I'm starting to realize that actually I should be relaxing in order to work well. Um, I'm big into that. Yeah, it's really important. You know, anything like fitness wise like rest is really important i've i've decided to to meditate a lot i used to do that a lot as a teenager just to like let things kind of be because otherwise you can't see it as it really is through your own perception um so uh, I'm, i don't really have a quote right now that's that's alpha but if something pops to mind you, you bring it out that's fine this is our awakened question. When did it all start to change from you? Like you were going down a path that was a successful path, but yeah. clearly not acting for quite some mm. time. You talked about you, the de like seeing the signs of going past the yeah. path, going past the sign all the time. But even then when you come down to move to LA, you're still mm. in a very competitive environment. You're just a face in the crowd. There's a lot of guys going for these parts and a lot of rejection. Mm. When did it all start for ch to change for you? You know what finally kind of, helped you bust into this or maybe you feel like what awakened you? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. And it, 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 it's something that didn't awaken me early on. Um, so it's not like I awoke and then decided I wanted to be an actor. I was, 
I was doing that and I moved to LA and I was facing a lot of rejection. And actually I read a very, very wonderful book called The Power of Now by oh, Eckhart yeah. Tolle. It's a wonderful book. And uh, I just had a very, very present experience where I, I realized that like kind of time's an illusion and you only ever have now. You, that's all you ever have. You don't have the yeah. past. That's that's really interesting. People are always worrying about the past, the future, but like yeah. this is it. It's now. The present. Yeah, it's, everything is now. Mm -hmm. Now is now is now always for your whole life, you know? Um, and, and that revelation is actually really important as an actor because it's all about presence, like how, how you work in the moment and how you react. Really great acting is reacting. Um, unless you're working opposite a terrible actor, then you have to use your imagination. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that for me was a big awakening, that book, Power of Now. Can you tell us a little bit about when you got like, I mean, did he, did you go straight to movies? Did you like, was it just like weeks of trying to do like commercials? Or, like, What was some of the worst job, jobs or jobs you had? <laughs> like, what did you have to do? There have been some bad ones. Um, there have definitely been some bad ones. Uh, like, I'm just thinking of Joey out of Friends. Did you have to like uh, promote like Mal <laughs> in Japan or something like Ichiban? Yeah, <laughs> there's, I mean, God, there's a lot. I, I used to do a lot of commercials up in San Francisco. What was your first movie? Because there's a difference between being an actor and then being like in movies. In my yes, is that, is there there is. <laughs> there definitely is, although that's changing. So yeah. I've actually, I've had a lot more luck in movies than in TV. Yeah. I've done, I've done two movies now because I haven't been here that long. One called Reunion, which is a, a horror movie. And this other movie, The Ten Year Plan. And then I've done a couple of episodes of TV, one called Chasing Life. I'd be open to doing TV for sure. Um, but I've just had more luck with the movies and that seems to be the direction that the industry wants to push me in. So that, that first movie you got, you know, how did that audition come? Was it close or was you always a front runner? Did it just drop in your lap? How did that happen? It's tough. You never, you, you don't often really know. Um, and in fact, it gets tricky because your agent won't tell you if you're the front runner yeah. because they don't want you to get complacent. Three months later, they, they just offered me a totally different role. Ah. So that can happen a lot, as long as you just do your best work all the yeah, time. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you might, you might stuff thought you was awesome, but just not right for what there's the part of the time. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, exactly, that's exactly really how it works. It's, it's very impersonal. It's easy to think that everything's personal, like, oh, they think I'm a terrible actor, or yeah. I did an awful job. That's rarely true, it's just whether you fit or not. Well, we're going to find out a little bit more about you. This is our yin-yang round, so I'm just going to uh. hit you with some 50-50 questions. Okay. Just go with your gut, don't overthink it, and we'll see where it's done. It okay. Okay. Um, beer or vodka? Beer. Home cooked or dinner out? Dinner out. Tea or coffee? I've changed coffee. <laughs> Man, you used to come from England, drink your tea, <laughs> you know. now you just change. Now, I love coffee. But <laughs> coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon for me. There you go. Um, San Francisco or New York? San Francisco. Sweet or savory? Can I have both sweet? Curry or roast dinner? Curry, whatever the other option is, curry. <laughs> Curryaholic, yeah, good man. Mm. Okay, pub or coffee shop? Pub. Okay. Cinema or DVD? Cinema. Yeah, that, that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock or Vin Diesel? The Rock. Yes, good answer. <laughs> There's an, yeah. I like Vin Diesel as well, but The Rock, yes. <laughs> cool, okay, and in their peak, for whatever reason, I'm probably not talking about musical talent here, but 
J-Lo okay. or Madonna? J-Lo. Yeah. It's time to turn down. <laughs> I really like J-Lo as an actress too, actually. I love that no, movie, I, Out of Sight. Her yeah, and George Clooney, that's George a great Clooney. movie. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, the chemistry, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, J-Lo was, was awesome. I, I had a poster of J-Lo on my wall at uni. I won't lie. I, I'm not a big poster of women on walls type thing, but right. J-Lo back in the day. And again, I, I wasn't a fan when she went a bit too Jenny from the block, but... Yeah, okay, her yeah. acting was awesome. Yeah, I, I liked her songs with uh, Ja Rule as well. I still oh, like yeah. those songs. Ja Rule yeah. just, what happened to him? I don't know, he just it's like dropped off a cliff. He was good. He had a great album. Yeah. A couple great albums. He was, he was, a, he was a little dude. He, was just, he just seemed very small. He's like a tiny temper almost. But... With a massive voice. <laughs> yeah. So ah, good. Ja Rule. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And this is very uh, relevant for you, actually. Sliced alone or Schwarzenegger? Sylvester. Oh, can we delve in the... T- I want to know a little bit more about that. Why? One of my best friends is the biggest Sylvester Sloan uh, fan on the planet, and I respect oh, his opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, but also, people don't realise that Sylvester wrote Rocky. Yeah, they his story really- is just legendary. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He sold his dog in order to get the financing, and then he bought it back for about 20 times the price. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, he's not dumb. People yeah. assume he's dumb because he plays dumb really well. But to write and direct anything is difficult. To act in it as well. To act in anything is difficult. To do all three is impossible. And he to had to an Oscar hard to keep that Rocky because they were trying to buy it off him, weren't they? But they just yeah. did not want him to star in it. And he was just yeah. like, no. It's very <laughs> difficult. It's, it's really difficult to do. I've, I've been kicked off movies that I'm in the middle of producing right now because it couldn't get financing with me as the lead currently. Um, so, you know, we have to bring in other people. So for him to do what he's doing is or what he did. Yeah. Very gutsy and very difficult. Yeah. Big time. I think it was along the lines of literally no one would give him a, an acting role in a movie. So he had to make, no. make his own movie, <laughs> which is what most people do actually. Yeah. It's amazing that you, you don't realize how hard everyone works. It's, it's incredible. No, that's cool. Very cool. Okay. This is the complete blank around. This is where you've got to fill in the blanks for me. Um, if I was ever to visit Weymouth, I should. Yeah. Get a Rossi's ice cream. Anything else to do or just eat the ice cream? <laughs> just eat the ice cream. Walk the Jurassic Coast. Okay. Or, uh, or take a boat trip. My dad does boat trips and I used to do that at university. That was, that was what got me through university was running, running boats. Oh, cool. Every day through the summer. Yeah, go for mackerel fishing. Okay, your best friend would describe you as? Mm, far away. <laughs> That's a good answer. Last time you were drunk was? Uh, last night. And <laughs> yeah, so Hollywood. What? That's a Tuesday, that's a Tuesday, no, that's a Monday night. No, oh, I can't remember. I had a gin and tonic, it really got really affected me. I wasn't drunk, drunk but it was just one and I'm a lightweight. It just oh, I was going to say you're light. that's not so bad. That's cool. Yeah. Monday night G&T. That's yeah. living the life, man. <laughs> I hate my worst drink ever is gin. I don't know. I oh, had yeah. a very bad experience when I was young, but it's one of them drinks. I've quite a strong stomach, but gin, I just steer clear. It's the worst. Fair, enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. You upset people by? Not getting upset. <laughs> you, are you just made from stone? Unemotional. You save all your emotion for your acting. Yeah, I try and save it for that. But yeah, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty rational. Spock. Okay, cool. <laughs> what is your favourite movie of all time and why? White Men Can't Jump. Oh my God. 
You legend. That is the yeah. best film. <laughs> it's the best. I mean, need I say more? I, I actually have to admit, I used to, <clears throat> I used to have, I had it on video back in the day, and I used to rewind, rewind and replay. I remember doing this because I was big into the basketball, basketball sequences. Yes. Yeah. But especially the bit where I think it's, is it Wesley Snipes runs over and just blocks that guy just out, <laughs> yeah. out just yeah. destroys him. And, I, I used right. to, and everyone's just like going, oh! And I used to, it's so <laughs> At good. the beginning, right, in the first basketball sequence, that one where he falls and he's like, my bunions are hurting or whatever. I think so. I, I just remember, I recall replaying it, where he just runs <laughs> over and just, because I remember looking at it, it's like the basketball scenes were so good in there. In they were really good. And yeah. I just, and so I was like watching it and thinking like, how did they say this? I remember just watching, because I was like, ah, oh, I love that film. And again, I was, I was a white man then who couldn't dunk. And so I was just, I was Billy, just one day dreaming of getting up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt for him. Uh, me too, me too. Yeah, I love that film. That is yeah. such a good film. You've got, you've got to start playing basketball again. Seriously. I know. You're on them outside courts. You, you're in the play. Yeah. Go and shoot some, definitely. All right, I'm going to do that. That's cool. Um, this is our Yoda question. Who helped awaken your alpha? Who knows? My current acting teacher. My, my current acting teacher is, is like big on alpha. Because it's not an easy thing to to allow yourself to play because you, there's a lot of consequences socially, um, but it's important to at least have access to it, and that's something I'm still working on. So him, yeah, Tony Mindell. From your point of view, are you? Do you have a, like a vision of where you want your acting to go? Or are you just trying to keep it very varied and you're open to all parts, or are you like like obviously not someone like an Arnold Schwarzenegger was like action movie, action, yeah. crush people. What are you trying to do all sorts of different things or what's, what's your ideas? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to do different things. Cause I, I want to be, um, very easy for people to put you in a box in LA and say, Oh, that's the guy for that role or any role similar to that. But I want to do roles that are more um, diverse. So actually my next role is going to be a really wacky, um, role, this ex alcoholic who is recovered. Um, but lives life larger than life because he realizes it's the only one he's got. Um, so actually I'm growing my hair for that. It would be a pretty colorful role. And as soon as I've shot that role, I'll probably shave my head and start going towards like tougher roles um, oh. just to like get some diversity because all of these movies, you don't realize it when you see someone who's in mo like five movies in the summer, yeah. that's probably work they've done for the last two or three years. Yeah. Um, so I'm being a bit mindful of all that type of stuff. Um, but at the same time, you have to be open. And that's what this industry teaches. You have to be open to, to opportunities coming. And if they're not right, say no. If yeah. they're right, then, then, then go with it. And another role that I've been offered is, um, it's actually another gay role, a very different movie. It's a, a bit like Milk. Have you seen Milk? Yeah, Milk is the, uh, the San Francisco mayor, isn't it? I think. Exactly. Bits of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's a true story, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. It's an excellent uh, movie, and this is like milk combined with the Kennedys. And my role would be a, a closeted gay man who's in, who's almost like a JFK type character. Okay. Very, very kind of charismatic. Again, um, do you think this is off the back of you being in the film playing a gay guy that people are already starting to think, oh, that was it. He was a good gay guy, and kind of putting you into the next one. Uh, maybe um, it, it was definitely off the back of the last movie I don't think it was off the back of the type of character okay. I played in the movie because the type I played in that last movie was very neurotic and just very nervous yeah. um, but when we played in Hawaii I did a Q&A afterwards so people could get 
scripts with me as a person and someone in there was the director for this script he's written and he said i want you to be in my movie um, awesome. you can pick any role you want and uh, okay. i was like okay cool and so i read i read the script and and really the role i chose isn't the lead lead if you like it's yeah. it's more the antagonist um but it's just a role that really spoke to me oh brilliant i mean you talked yeah. about being open to things and i love like like the root of how, just then like how you got into this current this upcoming movie is obviously yeah. being out there in the hawaii doing a q a someone's there who's seen you you're just getting out there and different experiences being open to things as well how did you feel when that that gay role dropped on your desk and it's not like you've got to play gay as in just saying oh i'm a gay guy and acting you you're like there are some quite intimate scenes i think in the, in the movie from what i've seen in the trailers that that didn't really bother me um i in, in a lot of ways i thought it was cool because it's it's something i believe in i believe in gay rights being equal yeah. to um straight rights for lack of a better term yeah. um but that's it's not something that i i live in my day-to-day -day life i'm not gay yeah um so to do something that is your moral ideology but isn't necessarily how you live your life yeah. is quite unusual yeah it's not even as an actor you get the chance to do that very much so i was excited about it no, dude, and I mean, I think the way you've been in that film and the way you're approaching, just how you're saying it, that to me, that sounds like in touch with what you know, what you like and very confident in that. That just sounds pure alpha to me, man. Thanks. I, I mean, you know, I, in a lot of ways, I, I think it is. Um, I'm, I'm doing it because I believe in the statement the movie makes. Cool. Brilliant. Okay, you've made it to the alpha round. This is where <laughs> you're going to give down. any tools or tips. Um, and any resources that you currently use to keep you on the path to movie mm. stardom. So mm. we're going to start that off. Could you, I mean, you've recommended, basically recommended one good book, The Power of Now. Is yep. there an, another book that you think might be worth a read that you could recommend to us, either a favorite book or one you're currently reading? I am really loving this little, this little book. Let me get it right now. Hang on. Uh, it's Krishnamurti, and it's, uh, who's a, a big um, Buddhist, um, kind of icon of sorts yeah. um, and it's just a book called Meditations it's, it's basically about not judging yourself and staying present no it looks good and again very handy that it is that small just stick it in your pocket yeah keep it exactly it's right, right by my bed brilliant okay have you got like maybe a productivity resource either low tech or high tech that you use regularly that you know helps you be productive both in your acting career and daily life um I'm I'm terrible at calendar management. Um, and so <laughs> that's something that I've really had to be very uh, precise you, you about. Sometimes you miss in interviews and things. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. No, dude, don't, don't in the slightest. It's my, my, uh, like you said, I didn't give you an, I didn't really give you a reminder. I was completely under it myself. And like, oh. I was, when you was, couldn't make that one, I was no worries. I was like, ah, I get, I get a rest. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you, I hope you took Very a rest. Um, but yeah, calendar is really important for me productivity wise. But, um, I used to get so many emails at Google that I've, I've really figured out email management. So I use my email like my to-do list. Okay. Um, and I deal with that pretty well. Brilliant. Okay. Um, what would you say is one of your personal alpha habits? I mean, we talked about your meditation. Is there something yeah. else that's a key part to your day that you, you know, you really think is essential to be you basically? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I exercise pretty hard um, and I probably always will. And I'm always varying that. Uh, and, you know, with, with meditation and, 
an exercise that kind of gets me pretty set like mentally and physically and and then any any free time i have i'll try and practice some guitar or, or do some acting technique work um so it ends up being pretty busy what's some of the best advice you've ever received one of my old acting teachers up in san francisco said to me i would take ambition over talent every time um, ah. and i was like oh that's interesting like why and he said because the people with ambition will figure out what the talented person is doing and they will do it and uh that's something that's really stopping me because like i said it's not really how i used to think about things no, that is right and i mean just as soon as you said that i'm the guy who ever said that i'm completely with him like yeah. being a teacher as well i've seen hundreds of kids and just so much talent just come through yeah. and it just winds me up when they're wasting it i mean it's it's, it's theirs it's up to them what they do with it but it, of course really, that's my that's my number one pet hate wasted talent yeah. so yeah. like say when you get someone with talent who just no ambition or just not using it frustrating whereas then you get someone with some hustle and just like that eagerness that ambition yeah going all the way definitely this is your wake-up question so if you're right. to wake up tomorrow yeah and you still know everything we just talked about but you're not an actor you've got no contacts just your close friends and family and you're starting from scratch again what would you do in that first day that first week you could go you could go and apply back to google if you wanted you could do whatever you wanted what would you do I'd, I'd first talk to my wife because <laughs> uh, she is amazing at helping me figure out what to do. We bounce off each other very well. And, uh, you know, I, what, what was amazing for me when I started acting was I realized I didn't want to do anything else and oh. that I probably couldn't do anything else. It, in, as, well, I thought, well, okay, I have to give this a shot. Um, and if it doesn't work, then I still need to act at some level in my life in order to feel fulfilled. And I, I think it's, I think the storytelling is important. So I'd, if I lost uh, everything and, and was back home, I'd, I'd get right back on that track. I'd get on the train, I'd go up to London and I'd meet with some agents. I would sleep on any floor I could to, uh, <laughs> to, to make that, that work. Um, and if none of that worked, then I'd, I'd set up my own theatre company and, and do plays and, and maybe even teach some acting because I think at this point I could. Yeah. That's brilliant, man. That's what proves you're, you're doing what you love then. If that's, you know, clean slate, you'd, you'd crack on and do the same. That's brilliant. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Um, who do you think I should interview next and why? Eric Schmidt from Google. Who from, who from Google, sorry? Eric Schmidt. Okay. Do you know who? the second question. <laughs> no. Damn. Um, I, I, I think maybe I've met him. Uh, I, I think that his, uh, his sec I brought my email wouldn't get past his secretary. Um, but uh, he would be good. He has a great perspective on nearly everything. I would really like it if you could interview Chris Evans, the actor Chris Evans. I think that he's pretty much untouchable as an actor. And I want to know, I want to know more about him to figure I mean, out how he did it. Hey man, I will try and hunt him. You might have to give me some insider <laughs> context. If now. I can, I will. If I can, I definitely Where's will. Where's he originally from, Chris Evans? He's from Massachusetts, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah the okay. Northeast. I know the dude you're talking about, yeah. I always yeah, mistake. There's, there's two guys who are like quite big in movies who I always mix up. Chris, Chris Evans. Pine and Chris Evans. It could be. Well, Chris Pine played Star Trek. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. There's a, who plays in, in Thor? Who's the man in Thor? Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris, is it, I sometimes get, do they look yeah. slightly similar? They what? do, yeah. 
big, both big and blonde. Yeah. yeah, I thought for ages that was the same guy that someone was just mispronouncing his name, or he looks a bit different. <laughs> he's got like a, a a brother or something. I thought it was yeah. like it's like I thought it was like the Baldwin brothers coming through or something. Yeah, <laughs> there's thousands of them. There's I've about more and more of them. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that that would just be weird growing up in that house. Anyway, can you imagine, um, Jack? So, uh, what's what's the best way people can connect with you or find out more about you or watch your movies and? Yeah, um, there's two simplest ways. Uh, my website is jackturneract.com. So yep. it's jackturneract.com and uh, I have contact info on there. Um, and then my band website is wearecablecar.com. Um, well, thanks so much for interviewing me. I really had a good time and That's really awesome. appreciate it. And yeah. um, I am coming over, I'm coming your way in se- mid-September. Oh, great, let me know. If you're if you're about, we're, we'll go shoot a basket, some baskets and yeah. coffee. That sounds great. Cool. All right, man. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks again. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. If you'd like to sponsor any or all of the Awaken Your Alpha podcasts, just get in touch by any of the means possible. Uh, We are currently in over 70 countries and with over 10,000 downloads in 48 of the American states. And uh, UK is our biggest market so far, closely followed by... United States and then Australia. So get in touch today, whether you've got a a product, a book, a launch or something that's going on, or you're just a big bad boy company who wants to have a regular spot, we can do you a great deal. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.